0: Enchanted Ears podcast, where we discuss
1: anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. Back again.
0: So. Here's another one.
1: <laughs> All right, DJ Khaled. All right. Um. I think
0: it's actually ludicrous.
1: No, it's DJ Khaled. Yeah. Nuh-uh, he go, here's
0: another one. <laughs> I don't know. All right, I don't know so what song that is.
1: Diving into Disney news this week, the Disney announced a, I think they're calling it like a flex pass, but it's for Disneyland... It's a, an annual pass for Disneyland, and it is $599 for the year. So it's a cheaper option, but then the, the catch of that is that it's more limited on when you can go. So there are certain, they call them good-to-go days, which you can go no problem. GTG. But then other days, you have to basically uh, sign up via a reservation to be able to be hmm. to potentially be able to go and then i guess you know there's not gonna be so many reservation spots available and you can hold i think they said up to two dates per 30 days as a reservation and then you can still go on your good to go days even if you have reservation so it seems like that they're starting to expand this reservation system so for the first month of galaxy's edge it's reservation only to get in so they're kind of now expanding this to annual passes which is interesting because they are saying, okay, for a cheaper rate, that's fine. But you have to let us know exactly what day you're coming and we have the right to limit how many people you come in. So
0: I'm curious if you can use, do this if you're like, cause how many days would you have to stay in a, on at Disneyland to make this worthwhile almost? Like if you go for five days during the week, is, does that amount up to like $500? Well,
1: but who, but nobody's. You might not be able to go five days during the week. That's the thing. Well, that's what
0: I'm saying. Is like if if you could do that, it would actually be kind of cool. But they probably would limit it. Limit it so you can't. It's probably for mostly just your California residents. Well, that's or I mean that's how down. annual
1: passes are more for people that are close by. All right. But yeah, but it, it is. It's interesting though because that they're starting to do this more, and you know they want to know exactly what day you're coming, and they obviously know they're going to have much higher crowds with Galaxy's Edge. And, and next year with the marvel theme land, superhero marvel theme land opening in Disney's California Adventure, they're going to be having a major influx. So they can easily you know, drop reservations down for this pass so that it's a lot harder to go on certain days or mm-hmm. slower times kind of uh, increase the limit of reservation. So it, it's kind of an interesting take, but it, if you're willing to kind of plan ahead – and be a little bit more flexible. It is a, a really good value compared to some of the other. How much did you passes. say it was? Five hundred what? Five five ninety nine. Okay. So sticking with Disneyland, the refurbished uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle uh, is is done now. All the scaffolding and everything's down. So it it's basically the same, but they kind of repainted it. So they brightened it up. You know, much uh, like brighter pinks. A lot of. Uh, brighter colors. There's like gold accents now. Ooh. So yeah, it, it looks really nice. I was going to
0: say, are there pictures online?
1: Yeah, so they, they did a really good job with it, and it, it's a really nice refurbishment, but that's that's finally done. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about, so the uh, TEA AECOM uh, Theme Park Index. F- did you just make that up? No, I didn't. <laughs>
0: it sounded so, like you just threw a bunch of letters together. So,
1: so the, the, the Theme Park Index um, came out, and what they do is They each year rank all the theme parks and water parks and museums all over the world by attendance. And for 2018, and I I wanted to mention this because it's incredible the domination Disney has in terms of theme parks. So in the global top 20 theme parks, Disney has four out of the top five. So they are one, two, three, and four. In terms of attendance, so uh, the Magic Kingdom in Disney World is number one, and their attendance was actually up two percent this year. So, twenty million eight hundred fifty-nine thousand people went to the Magic Kingdom in twenty eighteen.
0: Int- did Magic Kingdom didn't even get any new rides this year, did it?
1: No, not really. Nothing nah. like major. I don't and think. It, it's only up two percent, so it's not a it's not a huge jump.
0: A two um, wh- percent of a lot well, of people who go when there we get is a animal,
1: lot. When we get to Animal Kingdom, they're up ten percent. So yeah. Pandora really really impacted it. You know, Hollywood Studios. That's is what up, I like to
0: call the Pandora bump.
1: Hollywood Studios is up 5% and I mean I could be interesting to see where they are after Galaxy's Edge opens. But so going through the top 5, it's Magic Kingdom and then Disneyland, then Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. It's interesting the two Tokyo parks are very close together in terms of attendance. They're 3 and 4. None of the other ones like Disneyland and Disney California Adventure Disney California Adventure is actually half the number that go to Disneyland. So they don't get as many people going to both that's parks. That's
0: so weird because I, I loved DCA. Whereas
1: whereas Tokyo Disneyland gets, you know, it seems like more people going to to both parks. So that's the top four. And then the fifth one is Universal Studios Japan. So Disney has four out of the top five. And then if you go to the top 10, they have eight out of the top 10.
0: So wait, not even you Universal Studios in the U.S., Universal Studios Japan. In Japan. Yeah, is it like way better there?
1: I'm not sure. It's just they're, they're they're number five. But yeah, then Disney has eight out of the top ten. So, uh, going down number six is Animal Kingdom, and then Epcot, then Shanghai Disneyland, then Disney Hollywood Studios, and then uh, that's number nine. And then number ten is the Ocean Kingdom Park in China. So, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing just how um, dominant Disney is. So the only
0: it's like the LeBron James of parks,
1: right? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so Disneyland Paris is outside of the top ten. Disney California Adventures outside of the top ten. Uh, Hong Kong Disney's outside of the top ten. But, I mean, but the main parks, all of Walt Disney World, all four parks are in the top ten. Disneyland, both Tokyo Disney Parks, and Shanghai are all in the top ten globally, which is which is pretty incredible. Like you mentioned, the U.S. version of, of um, Universal Studios, both Florida and California, none of them are in the top ten. Uh, Universal Studios Florida is actually number eleven, so it, it missed the top ten by about one hundred thirty thousand people. It
0: is freaking me out that the Japan one ranks so high because I kind of want to do some research on that and find out if they they're like far superior to ours because then we might have to make a pit stop yeah. there.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's that or just you know the number of people out there because again the Tokyo parks are, are very high up there as well so wow yeah so I, I just thought that was pretty interesting and it just really shows how you know far ahead Disney is in terms of theme parks and I think that's only going to grow with Galaxy's Edge opening with them being able to use the Fox properties mm-hmm. they're opening all these Marvel lands everywhere so when you see these numbers it makes sense why that they're they're expanding so much everywhere
0: how much time do you think it's going to take for them to build another Disney park In the U.S. Like, I think that there... I bet you any money... Well...
1: There has been... I mean, there has been talk of a fifth theme park in Florida.
0: I I would think that for crowd control purposes... I know that they can't build in the Midwest because of the... um, I mean, there's a lot of land there, but with tornadoes and stuff... um, No, they would
1: never build in another city. It would go in Florida. They would build a fifth park in Florida somewhere. I think once Universal... uh, Universal in Orlando gets their third park going, which... That's still kind of in the rumor phase. If anything, if that ever gets built, that's going to probably be mid 2020s. I think once that happens, then that may be the thing to finally push Disney to build a fifth park. But they've they've basically remade Animal Kingdom by adding Pandora. That's boosted attendance, as we saw. Putting Galaxy's Edge in Hollywood Studios is going to boost attendance. That'll probably see a, a 10 to 20% increase this year. People are already going to Epcot. They're getting some new rides. They don't really need uh, a new park at this point because they've boosted the attendance of all of their old parks by adding all of this new stuff. But I think you know, in a few years, once they've kind of built everything out, once they get past the 50th anniversary and they're going to have huge attendance and then Universal builds a third park, they're going to need something to keep people back at Disney for a few extra days to prevent them from going up to Universal. And then probably at that point... We get a, f- a fifth park. What I mean, be- they
0: did just acquire all that land not yeah. too long ago.
1: What would be great is they get the rights back to Marvel on the East Coast. Yeah, and then that could anchor a completely new park. Yeah, you that could would have be- a you know kind of a Marvel park there, which which would be pretty cool. So our main topic this week is going to be on uh, DVC or Disney Vacation Club. If you haven't heard the acronym before. Um, I'm going to try to go through this as logically as possible. I mean, there's, there's a lot to cover. I thought it was a good, It's a bit to- like a labyrinth. Yeah. I thought it was a good topic to cover because if you've ever been to the theme parks, you've probably seen the DVC people kind of scattered throughout all the parks of, Hey, you know, Disney vacation for life, like, <laughs> like
0: standing there, like trying to lure you, like a like a child with candy say, with their with not, their pins. They're
1: not overly salesy, though, in the no. parks. I will give them that, but they are like everywhere. So, you know, they're they're trying to attract people that are at the parks that like Disney that that want to come back that that visit the parks a lot, and. You know, I think like I've never gone to talk to them because I'm worried. Hey, I'm gonna get sucked into a
0: sales pitch here. But it
1: is something that no,
0: you're afraid that you spend the money is what you're
1: afraid. No, but no, but you don't get sucked into some sales pitch and then you feel like it's it's hard to you know get out of the conversation whenever you're trying to spend a day at the parks. But it is something that you know I'm kind of curious about. Of well, what's really involved in this, and what does it all entail? And I'm sure our listeners. Are probably interested too some of them may be dvc members you know if you are you know definitely let us know do you like it don't you like it but so i i kind of i researched it and you know i ran some like sample scenarios and numbers because you know it boils down to one is it something you're interested in but then two is it something that makes sense because it is a big financial investment and we'll kind of get yeah. into that so i want to i like I said, i am try to go through this as logically as possible, try to like organize my notes as logically as I could, but we may bounce around a little bit. So for people that, that don't know what Disney Vacation Club or DVC is, it's essentially a – it kind of works like a timeshare,
0: um, but it's not a timeshare. And for those who might not know what a timeshare is
1: – Yeah, so it's a, a timeshare is – a traditional timeshare is – you buy a kind of fractional share in a vacation property so you know for a fraction of the price you get to use a beach house for one week out of the year and then every other week somebody else owns it so you know 30 people essentially pay for this house so it's much cheaper for you so it kind of works like that in that you're getting uh like a deeded interest in something but instead of it being in a specific property, you are buying points. So DVC works off of points. And the idea is you pay now for points at a lower rate. So you're essentially locking in a lower rate and protecting yourself against future cost increases of future Disney vacations. So then how it works is you buy into like a home club. So in Walt Disney world, there's a lot of uh, DVC properties. So Copper Creek at, at the wilderness lodge is one. Uh, Alani is one in Hawaii that we talked about the Alani resort. That's am buy into that one. That's it. That's a DVC club. Um, the new Riviera that they're building is a DVC property. So you can stay at these hotels, even if you're not a DVC member. But what happens is when they build these DVC locations, they then open it up for someone to buy in. So you just can't join DVC anytime you want. You have to buy into a specific property. Now, you're not limited to only staying at that property. So it's it's a little confusing because you, you have a home club that you buy into, but yet you can use your DVC points Anywhere.
0: So, if you bought buying earlier, is it cheaper?
1: Well, it it in it's whatever price it is. So the the price per point goes up per year. So when when DVC started, you know maybe twenty years ago, I think it was like late nineties. The price per point was significantly lower than it is now. So right now, I think the three resorts that they're open for is Alani, uh, Copper Creek, and the Riviera. I think are those three. So those cost $188 per point. So this is how it works. So you pay however many points you want to buy. And then there's closing costs and maintenance fees. So depending on how many people are in your your family, how frequently you uh, travel to a a Disney park, how long your trip is, if you want to do adventures by Disney, kind of depends on how many points you should you should pay for. So like I said, you're not limited to your home hotel. You can stay at any uh, hotel on Disney property. You can use your points for adventures by Disney. Disney also has – there's hotels around the country and around the world that aren't Disney hotels that you can use your points on. So it it does provide some flexibility. So it's not like, uh, hey, I always have to stay at Aulani. Like I can never use these at at Disney World.
0: So if you buy these points, then essentially – you should be able to stay at the properties for less money, right?
1: Yeah, so that that's the idea. That's the idea. So
0: so Disney. So like, if we did like you and I, what we we totally want to do one of those uh, excursions, the Disney excursions that we've talked about before. So I mean, wouldn't it, is it worthwhile to use your DVC points? Like, should we join and then use that on a, one of their vacations? Well, so
1: that that's what it. That's kind of what it gets into, and you know, Disney says that you can expect to see a 50% savings being a DVC member instead of just paying full price for the hotels. Now in kind of the fine print, it is after six to 12 years after purchase. So it's a long term play because getting into the cost. And so this is kind of where, you know, where it comes into, does it make sense or not? And, and you know a lot of people ask, Hey, should I become a DVC member? And it's really on an individual by individual basis because there's so many factors that go into it. One, how many points are you buying? You know, what type of resorts or hotels are you typically staying at, and all of that. So so kind of diving into that, I, I ran through it. And if you go on the Disney Vacation Club website, you know, they have like a calculator to give you a recommended number of points. So I kind of just put in for us, so you know, two people. We typically stay five days at a time. We want to be flexible what month we can go. It recommended 100 points, which is like the lowest number of points you can purchase. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it says that that should be enough to stay uh, six to eight nights at a deluxe studio, an average of three to four nights at a deluxe villa, and so on. But so to buy into that, so like I said, it's $188 a point. So it would be eighteen thousand eight hundred dollars upfront cost to buy those one hundred points. Wow! And then you're gonna have a uh, monthly maintenance cost, and this is kind of then where it the the cost and it, it becomes a little bit more murky because a lot of people would say, okay, well if I can pay nineteen thousand dollars now, and then it's a one time cost, and then every year I can go and spend five nights at a hotel. It's probably worth it because, and like
0: when you're staying at a hotel, are you staying at um, like the All Star Resorts, or well, like you can what stay of- anywhere.
1: So, uh, so that's the idea: is you you stay at, you can stay at your home resort, or you can, like I said, use these points at, at any of the other hotels, um, like that. And and what it seems to be is, and where it, it makes more sense, um, as you get into the numbers, if you're somebody that stays at the value or kind of moderate resort, so. Like last time we went, we stayed at Pop Century. Um, we stayed at Art of Animation before. Yeah, the, the all-star hotels that are, are relatively inexpensive. So you're looking at, depending on the time of year, 100, 200 dollars a night. It's not. It doesn't really make sense to be a DVC member because you're not getting a lot of value. You're paying 18, you know, 18, 19 thousand dollars up front, and then, like I said, you have mon- monthly uh, maintenance fees, and. Disney can increase those fees, I think up to 15% a year, wow. but on average, they got four to 6%. So you're looking at another for, again, for these hundred points, it was like, uh, like 750 $800 a year. So you got to figure.
0: So basically you're paying an HOA fee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're, you're paying an HOA fee. So you have to get a hotel value of at least more than $800 a year in order for you to kind of make money on it. So if you're going, so if you're staying at, at the more inexpensive hotels, you're not getting a great value. But if you're somebody that likes to stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge or the Beach and Yacht Club, something like that, that are DVC properties, you're getting a much better value because those are five, $600 a night and you're getting them at you know a much cheaper rate. Right.
0: So basically it, it kind of breaks down to how much time are you spending at your hotel? You know, if you're staying at these nice, like these really uber nice resorts with really great amenities, you might be staying there more and you're not spending as much time in the parks. But, you know, if you're a person like when Joe and I go, I mean, we're dawn to dusk. We are out of that hotel pretty much as fast as possible. So for us, it's just not logical for us to spend that much money on a hotel.
1: Exactly. So Go, going like specifically into the numbers, and what I noticed is you get a much better value. So the, the number of points you need per night at a DVC hotel is much lower compared to a normal hotel. So for instance, staying at the Animal Kingdom Villas. So I was looking in November because we're playing a trip then. So for five nights at the Animal Kingdom Villas, it would be 100 points. For the for the five nights okay if you would pay for that hotel without being a DVC member it would cost you thirty three hundred dollars it's about it's a little over six hundred dollars a night so conversely if you would stay at um, art of animation
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is a non- DVC hotel you can only get three nights for a hundred points so it's so wow. it seems like what Disney does is they incentivize, the more expensive hotels to DVC Mm -hmm. and then the less expensive hotels, they disincentivize to DVC. And it's similar to adventures by Disney. Like you need something. uh, I was looking up for the, the Egypt, the new Egypt trip that we talked about a few weeks ago at adventures by Disney. I want to say that's something like $7,500 a person. But if you would spend your DVC points, you would need, a thousand points. So we at a hundred points, Whoa. we have to save up ten years in order to pay for one person. Whoa. When that cost is seventy five hundred dollars, so we could stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge for ten years, which is thirty three thousand dollars in hotel value mm-hmm. for the price of a seventy five hundred dollar trip on Adventures by Disney. Wow. So it really, so you really have to see and kind of figure out, you know, what's the best use of your points. Um, but it, it works out if you don't finance it after, you know, 30 years with all the annual maintenance fees, you have to spend about $2,000 a year on hotels to get a value out of it. So I could see that where Disney says, you know, especially if you're staying at like an Animal Kingdom Lodge or or Copper Creek where your average room price is five $600 a, a night, you could definitely save 50% because you could get you know, three thousand thirty five hundred dollars a year in hotel values for roughly two thousand dollars a year. There's finance options, which if you add an interest cost and things, you know, it that adds to kind of that yearly hurdle you have to hit that probably takes up closer to three thousand dollars a year. Yeah. But it's still, you know, a decent value. So that's really what it comes down to of do you like to stay at the nicer hotels? If you do, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, you have to do this. And the other thing is you kind of have to go every year. Yeah, I mean, because really, now how it works is you can you can roll over your points, and you can borrow points.
0: You can borrow.
1: Yeah. So like so, so like 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 l- a loan. Well, let's say for instance you wanted to stay. So, so this is
0: basically they have their own Disney bank.
1: Kind of. <laughs> let's say let's say for instance you want to stay for ten days at a hotel instead of the five days your hundred points can get. Mm-hmm. So what you can do is you can either skip a year and then those 100 points roll over and then you have 200 points in one year mm-hmm. or you can borrow from next year's points and pull those in and have 200 points or you can roll over and borrow and have 300 points in one year wow. um, so they they kind of say that as a way to save up for a like a cruise or an adventure by Disney you know you can take 3 years worth of points in one year and go on like one big trip
0: and you said wait those those points like a hundred points is how much again? It was like 18,000. What was it?
1: Yeah. So right now, so it's $188 a point. So it'd be $18,800 in upfront costs um, for a hundred points.
0: My mind is just not wrapping around it. So you, in order to join DVC and that's, so that would be the hundred points for both of us, right? Correct. I mean, we could go to on that trip to Egypt and be fine. Like we would, I'm just saying like if we were paying for that, outright it would be cheaper than joining Adventures by Disney, which we could which would afford us one year of going for five days and staying in a hotel, right? Kind of
1: eighteen thousand dollars is one time. Okay. That's a one time that's not a yearly payment. Okay. The 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 annual the maintenance fees are what's annual and that's like eight hundred dollars a year and it goes up five or six percent a year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So but like I said, you'd you'd have to save up ten years worth of points to afford one of those adventures by Disney. So right. it really incentivizes you to stay at the DVC. Um, and, and like I said, so we talked about the borrowing. Now, the one interesting thing I thought about is because, you know, looking at it, I initially thought, hey, it's it's not that great of value. You know, you have to pay $20,000 up front. It's really much better if you can pay cash, because like I said, if you have to um, finance it, then you're paying interest fees, which then Makes it more difficult to save money because yeah. you're paying a lot more.
0: And who doesn't have twenty thousand dollars just lying around right. anyway? Well, exactly. But
1: I mean, <laughs> it 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 you know it's it's harder to get your money back. But I was thinking, oh well, you know, after you, if you either finance it or you, you pay it up front, that's a one time fee that you're paying. But then every year after that, you're only paying maybe a thousand dollars or so in maintenance fees. So if you get keep this for a long time, it probably does make sense. But what Disney does, is, and it's kind of smart. The points are only good for 50 years after the opening of the resort. So your deed expires 50 years after the resort opened. So uh, like Alani, I can't remember if that opened 2008 maybe or 2000. Uh, It was somewhere around there. Yeah, I don't So if you would buy into it now, your points are only good until 2058, let's say, if it was 2008. Um and so like the new like Riviera Resort that's going to be opening I think either next year, I think in 2020 the points are going to be good till 2070. So they do have a they do have an endpoint that which then I think at that point you'd have to buy back in if you wanted to to stay.
0: Okay, so here's my next question. So say you and I were 70 years old or 60 years old, we have nothing else to spend our money on, and we're like we want to be DVC members. It's been a dream of ours. Um, and say we have a little. A little Joette and a little um, Angelo, a little Angelo. And we can we if we both suddenly die, can we pass that on to? Yeah, that, the I'm, not, that I'm not sure about.
1: It's a deeded interest, so I imagine you could because it's it's a deed like a piece of property. Mm-hmm. So I imagine you could pass on. I don't know why you'd want to buy into it when you're 70 though.
0: Uh, it was just a hypothetical.
1: Yeah, it's not yeah, one yeah, of those ma- annoying questions. Yeah, people I ask. Ma- yeah, I imagine whenever you. When you buy in, like I said, it's a deed at interest, so it would you would be able to, to pass it down. But again, it's only good for 50 years after, which is is a long time. but you know if you buy into it five, 10 years after the resort opens, you know you're losing some time. So so kind of like a recap, like we said, the pros of this are you get to lock in a lower rate. You do get a lot of discounts being a DVC member. You do not get any discounts on tickets, so like tickets to the park. <laughs> aren't, so you, that's the other thing. This is just hotel. You still have to pay for your tickets to the park. You still yeah. have to pay for your food and everything. Now you do get a twenty-five percent discount on an annual pass, but not yeah. individual tickets. Um, you get between ten and forty percent on dining, depending on the location, and you can get a twenty percent discount on shopping. So there are some discounts in there. Okay. the cons of this though are and what I've read online is you have to plan much further in advance for this yeah. so where you know a typical Disney vacation you can kind of go you know ideally six months when dining reservations go out it's pretty easy to find dates whereas mm-hmm. with DVC you have to make sure the resort's available that you want to stay at that the dates are available and so they say you have to you have to plan much further in advance seven eight months in advance and once you're locked in it's much more difficult to change like it's much harder to cancel Mm. and and change your your trip um you do still get to use the magical express and everything um and then the other con is again the the annual maintenance can go up year after year after year
0: yeah and another con i mean and i might not be 100% right about this but from just like very little experience of us walking to some of the the fancier hotels and then trying to grab the magical or not the the um, the, trying bus to, the, the bus transportation yes is it d- seems like those more fancy resorts do not get the same bus traffic that you know your art of animation and your all-star resorts get like i find that the sweet spot really is like art of animation and um that one i always forget the name that we just stayed at Pop century, pop century. And it definitely is now they with, the gondola, a with the gondola with a gondola system yeah. going on there. Now. They get a ton of buses, and you don't really stand and wait for very lengthy amounts of time. But like when you know you go to what was it the the Floridian? Where where, where did we wait for that one bus? Um, I can't remember. Oh, Swan or the, and the Swan and Dolphin. Yeah, right. the Swan and Dolphin. We waited for. I mean, it wasn't too bad, but it was 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, and
1: those and it's you know the hotels like the All Stars and everything. A lot more people stay there, so buses come a lot more frequently. Right. Whereas, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge, there it's less people are staying yeah, there. Yeah, it's more sparse. Yeah, so, so less uh, buses I mean, come through. It's logical, but at right. the same
0: time, it's something to to keep in mind when you're thinking about this. And you're like, oh, you know, this sounds like it's kind of good, but. Don't forget, you are probably going to be losing a little bit of time at the park if you stay at one of those right, resorts.
1: Right, that, That's a good point. And they're not all like that. I mean, if you stay at like Beach and Yacht Club, you're within walking distance to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Um, you know, you can easily get then the monorail to Magic Kingdom. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's pretty good transportation there. Yeah. So. And I think that's also probably why Swan and Dolphin doesn't have as much because it's right there too. You can walk to two of the parks. Yeah. So that you're not really going to get buses to those parks. There's going to be less buses going through. Yeah um True. Yeah, yeah so like i said uh, you know uh, hopefully you know kind of gave everybody a, a good idea of this and you know if you're thinking about it, it gave you something to think about of you know, whether it's cost effective for you or not i mean you kind of have to run through it yourself but like i said if you stay at these nice resorts it, it may be worthwhile the, the, now there are alternatives so if you decide hey i i don't have and again th- that eighteen thousand was for the two of us you know if you have a family of three or four. And so you're going to need, um, like a suite or larger rooms, you know, they're going to recommend 150, 200 points. So, you know, it's, it's going to, you know, double, um,
0: your price. So, Oh, I have a question. If you're, if you're already like, say again, you have kids, you need 200 points and then your kids grow up. Can you bump down?
1: I don't know about that. I, I didn't see anything on that. Cause you're essentially buying the points in now what a lot of people do and this is kind of where I get into the alternatives if you don't want to buy DVC a lot of members uh, who can't go every year or yeah you know, maybe they have too many points they sell their points so you can buy you can essentially rent points from DVC members each year which does seem to be a, a pretty decent way to stay yeah. at to stay at nicer hotels for yeah. for a cheaper rate. There are a lot of websites out there, and I'm I'm not gonna name any because I haven't looked into any of them enough to know which ones are you know the most reputable uh, or not. But there are a lot of exchanges out there where DVC owners, you know, have extra points, or they're not going this year, that they will sell those points um, at a discount. So you may be able to get a uh, a deal for you know like the the beach and yacht club for 40% off what you could pay Disney
0: you can buy you can buy your points in the black market well
1: you're just essentially running you're no it's not the black market I mean Disney knows this is happening it's a way for the DVC owner to kind of cover their annual maintenance cost and then that way they can keep it because otherwise they're gonna have to sell they're gonna have to sell their share back to Disney or, they can sell their shares on, uh, you know, as a third party. So you can rent points from people, you can also outright buy them. So that's the other option, like I said, is, you know, people will will sell it kind of like you're selling a house, you're selling your interest in DVC. Now, a few months ago, maybe even last year, you know, Disney announced any resale of DVC, that's not through Disney, that's a third party, you'll no longer be allowed to use the points at all of the other resorts, you'll only be able to use the points at your home resort. So that kind of is before you, if you bought from somebody else, um, third party, you could still use the points anywhere. Now Mm -hmm. you can't. So that does take one of the big benefits away of being able to go like to an Alani or use it for adventures by Disney or a cruise or something like that. You can only stay at your home resort, but you can usually get a pretty big discount if you're buying it from somebody else. So those are kind of two alternatives for, um, you know, a, a way to stay at DVC or, or buy points cheaper than buying them through Disney. And they kind of have their own. So, you know, that's one downside now, buying a third party. Running points can be difficult because, again, you're going to have to plan out far in advance. There's issues if you have to cancel or change your plans because you didn't book the stay yourself. You kind of run them through somebody else's points. Um, so everything kind of has its pros and cons. But, you know, if you're interested in that, definitely just like Google – renting DVC points or something like that. Like I said, there's a lot of websites out there. If that's something you're interested in, and maybe it's a good way to try it out and see if you even like DVC bef- before you decide to buy in yourself. If it's something you're thinking about. So,
0: but if you are, you know, using somebody else's DVC points to stay at a resort, I'm assuming you don't get their discount because you're not the member, right? Like they're di- your well, you discount, get, you like you want to
1: get like the food discount right, or anything I, like that. Right? That's what I'm talking about. But you get you get a discount because you know they may sell you the points for. a point or something like that where, and you may it may cost you $2,000 to stay at a hotel that if you bought it normally through Disney, it would cost you 25 or $2,600. So you're, you're getting a big discount there. That's kind of the idea to it. Okay. But from what I've read, if you do that, I mean, there's no difference kind of from Disney's perspective. Like you said, you still get picked up at the magical with the magical express from the airport. You still get magic bands. You can still buy dining plans, you know, all of that stuff's exactly the same. It's just you're paying someone else instead of Disney for that hotel room.
0: Okay.
1: So so that that's another option as well. So so hopefully that was helpful. I mean, I found it interesting looking into it. Like I said, it, it's it's a little confusing. I wish it was kind of more cut and dry on you know whether it's a good deal or not. It, yeah, it, re- definitely. it really depends. And there's so many factors that come into play of, you know, how spontaneous do you like to be? You know, maybe it's not the best option for you. Like we said, we like to spend more time in the parks, so we really don't care how nice the hotel is. We're kind of just looking for best value because we know we're going to be there like yeah. at night to sleep. We want to spend, yeah, yeah, we want to
0: spend our money in the parks on food and on souvenirs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we don't, yeah, we Not don't necessarily need, yeah. on that or we don't need on the upgrades. Pools.
1: Yeah, we don't need the pools or, or a nice restaurant in the hotel. We're we're doing all that in the parks. Yeah. Um. So so that kind of comes into play. How frequently are you going? Do you go every year? Do you go if you go every ten years? it's probably not that you know worth it to you so yeah
0: but it, even if you go every year like it's becoming a thing almost with us where you know we were the people that would go every like two three four years and now we're becoming people that go i mean we've been there right. several times in the past c- couple years and right. visiting different disney properties but now. again we're not we're but, not
1: spending thousands of dollars but on like i but yeah. even
0: even when you're that kind of person sometimes it's not exactly worthwhile. yeah
1: it, it comes down to exactly what what type of resort you're staying at, how long your stay is how frequently you go all of these things come into play and again you know do you buy directly from disney do you buy third party and maybe get a discount knowing you can only stay at the one resort maybe you're fine with that do you rent points so yeah there's there's definitely a lot into play but
0: so so jim kramer over there tell me is this a good investment or, or Susie, a, Susie Orman. It's
1: not an investment. I mean, I
0: I wouldn't. Call you don't look it, anything like Susie Orman. Thank you.
1: I wouldn't call it an investment because you're not really getting a return on it. I mean, like I said, even Disney says it's six to twelve years before you start seeing you know this fifty percent savings. It's it definitely is a way to lock in a lower price. So you're kind of betting that hotel prices are going to skyrocket over the next 10 or 15 years because mm-hmm. if they do if all of a sudden animal kingdom lodge cost 1200 dollars a night you're getting a great deal because you locked it in at such a low rate at you know like i said works out to maybe two thousand dollars a year long term and it would cost you six thousand dollars to now stay at animal kingdom the, the one of the animal kingdom lodges you know that's a that's a great deal then so but Again, I think if hotel prices you know skyrocket like that, Disney's going to start jacking up that annual maintenance fee to kind of keep it in line. So you're still you're saving some, but maybe not as much as you could be.
0: So bad. No, I,
1: I don't know. It, like I said, it, it you're
0: being wishy-washy right now. I ma- want you to come out good or bad.
1: No, it matters. <laughs> like I said, it matters on you know individual. There's so many factors that go into it. It's kind of hard to tell. So, but hopefully, this was helpful. If any of our listeners are DVC members, um, we'd kind of love to hear your thoughts. Of you know, do you think it's worthwhile? Has it been worth worthwhile to you? Do you like it? You know, what don't you like about it? If you're thinking about becoming a DVC member, we'd love to hear that that as well. Did you think this was helpful? Did this sway you one way or the other?
0: <laughs> if if it swayed you toward DVC, uh, I think that Disney owes its commission.
1: true. Yeah. Disney, if you're listening, yeah, let us know. So, but yeah, we definitely would love, you know, love to hear your feedback on it. You can let us know on uh, Facebook or Instagram. We're at Enchanted Ears Podcast, or uh, send us a message through our website, www.enchantedearspodcast.com slash podcast question. You can send your comments there, or if you have a question you want us to answer, you can send it uh, there as well. And also, you know, make sure you subscribe Leave us a, a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's, uh, Apple podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google play, uh, all that stuff helps, helps us reach a, a larger audience and we really appreciate it. So uh, until next week,
0: have, have a magical, magical day. day.